Welcome to your Life Path Astrology reading. I can't wait to dig into your chart. And just for the audience to get to know you, why don't you give us a line about what you do in the world and a line about what you hope to get from the reading? I um, am a newborn ICU nurse and an aspiring transformational coach queen. I hope to just clarify my purpose. Okay, great. Any specific part of your purpose? Um, how I can serve this world better using the gifts that I was uniquely placed on this oh. earth to give to others. Yes, 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 <laughs> and yes. Okay. Well, let's dig in. Um, let's go. So this is, this methodology, um, it's a, it's more about not just you know placements and what they mean. It's about using specific placements to understand how they. <laughs> play into your soul's purpose. So this is going to be really juicy. The first placement I start with is the sun because the sun is how we see ourselves. And so you have a sun in Scorpio according to your information. And so Scorpio girl, first of all, Scorpio is the shaman. Scorpio, if it had a tarot card associated, it would be the death card or the tower card because it is all about endings and beginnings, mm. um, things breaking down or falling down so that they could be rebuilt. There's a lot of like this transformation, things changing, this shifting. Um, another thing that comes up for me, so you yourself probably see yourself as someone who's experienced a lot of endings and beginnings, loves and loss um starts and ends so just this these cycles like you're very familiar with these cycles of endings and beginnings like some people kind of live this very idyllic like or appear to have this more like more idyllic byline of like things not really hitting them so frequently but there's a sense of that that sense that space is familiar to you additionally um scorpios because of that shaman like they are very uh, in tune if you're not already with the esoteric, with the taboo. You know, Scorpio energy is about the taboo. It's about the unspoken. It's about death and sex and what people don't want to talk about. Um, and so that's a, that's a, and you, and it's your son is in Scorpio. So that mysterious esoteric taboo, able to navigate the taboo without um, fear because it's in the fifth house. The fifth house is Leo energy. So you're able to navigate this, this difficulty or these taboos or these changes with so much courage because Leo represents the heart. It represents courageousness. It represents heart-centered action. It also represents creativity. So other people will be like, damn, how'd you go through all those things? And you'll be like, I don't know. I just did it because you're creative creative and you're so heart-centered and you're so courageous that you just get through it. You use that Leo sun energy. And it's also interesting because Leo is ruled by the sun. Scorpio is ruled um, by Pluto. And but you have the sun in the fifth house. So you have all of that bright sun courageous energy in the sign of more of the shadow work and the taboo. So it's like the light and the dark living together. That is so insane. Okay, so that's how you see yourself. Okay. Right? And it's also yeah. so your magic sauce. It's what you're going to sprinkle onto your soul's purpose, your soul's work, and everything you do to make it distinctly yours. It's it's your magic touch. Um, so then we go into the rising sign because the rising sign is how people see you. And so I didn't, I don't know if you know, but you're right. I didn't rise. know this. I did not know this. Okay. Yeah. 
So you see yourself as this mysterious person, but who can live in the light and the dark, who's gone through this transformation, but people see you as cancer. Cancer is more, and so it's also interesting because both Scorpio and Cancer are water, water signs. Yes. So you definitely are perceived as an emotional, emotive, feeling person, but they're very different because Scorpio more is more of like, you know, secretly emotional, and Cancer's like, I'm gonna cry on a drop of a dime. So you must think like, oh, I hold it back. I feel it, but I'm not going to let people see it. But really people see your emotions. People see your pain. People see your joy. People see you. Also, Cancer is the mother of the Zodiac. So people see you as this nurturing, caring, motherly type person. Oh, and where do you work? I'm a nurse in the baby world. <laughs> And so you're seen as this mother figure. You're seen as a nurturer. You're seen also, um, there's an intuition that comes with the with cancer and its emotions and it's ruled by the moon, which is highly intuitive. The other thing that comes up for me is, so this is how people see you. They see you as a mama bear. They see you as super intuitive. They see you as a nurturer. You're probably the safe space. Like people probably go to you when something went wrong. I worry like, mama, what do I do? Like, I don't know how to fix this, right? Yeah, it's been that way my whole life. Like ever since I was just young, my, my friends always came to me, relationship advice, any kind of like trouble they were having, they would come to me for whatever reason they found safety and grounding before I even knew what any of that meant, mm -hmm. you know, but people would just always like come to me for any problems and just to like lay down their their troubles or however you want to say. And for whatever reason, like I always had like, some type of insightful way to guide them or give them. And they're like, you need to talk to Christina. She'll help you. Like always, mm -hmm. always. Beautiful. I'm also going to say that um, cancer uh, tends to be like a community builder because like, think about a mom wouldn't have, uh, wouldn't be a mom if she didn't have her babies, her family, her soul family, or her real family, her community. There's a sense of community building that, that okay. aspect of cancer. So here's the juicy part of the rising sign. The rising sign is the problem you're here to solve. So you're here to solve the problem of people feeling their feelings, of people tapping into their intuition, of people feeling nurtured and knowing how to nurture others, of people having a community to go to and be part of. That is perfect. So what's been crazy is I've been doing a lot of... Um, work with just like tapping into what I used to enjoy when I was little, little, um, different things that always pop up in my Instagram feed, because you know, when you go to that page and it mm -hmm. shows you like all that, and it's one of the things that says like, what is the top nine subjects that you see all over that page? And for me, it was empowerment and healing. That was like everything that was in there. And honestly, like when I'm writing content, I do feel like it's always very deep and soulful. And I, I don't disperse my content daily. Like they say you should, because when I put content out, I want it to be of heartfelt value. And so as I'm like going through understanding how I want to help others, you know, like here I am with like in the fitness world, the health and fitness world. And, um, thinking there's more, there's more. I need to connect, yes, the body movement, but deeply with the spiritual healing of how you spiritually heal first so that you can connect the strength of the body to support you. So 
anyways, this is beautiful. This is confirming. This is confirming. <laughs> so yeah. So this is like really, so, so that's how you're going. So yes, I love all of that. And the biggest part is all of your work is going to have people feel like they're being nurtured is going to help Mm -hmm. people feel like they are being taken care of. Like they have a community to turn to and like they can actually begin to feel their feelings because what I'm hearing is there's a difference between the mechanics of taking care of your body and connecting with the intuition of what you feel your body needs to nourish it. Okay. Right. Okay. Yes. And it's so interesting because as I'm looking at your chart, part of what we, you know, um, look at is, um, you know, when we have an entrepreneur, there's actually a place in the chart where we could say, well, what is the product you're delivering? Like, what are you actually yes, yes. client? And your client is in the second, or the product is in the second house, and you have the second house a mix of. So let me show you. Your second house is here, and it's a mix of Virgo and Leo, and that is um, so amazing because Virgo is known. It represents healing. She's the healer. She is the health and wellness person. She is the person of service, and then Leo <laughs> is the performer. So there's a sense of what you're delivering is people step in, like you're delivering this, this, this performance of health and wellness. Yes. Health and wellness performance, literally. Yes. Like from a very like top level. Um, right. So, so there, there is a sense of like that health and wellness that you work with is very aligned. There's a sense of like people really stepping into their being able to perform that health and wellness or being more visible, being maybe more courageous, being maybe more authentically expressed in their health and wellness. But all of that seems very aligned with that, which you're talking about. And so your, your soul's mission is to help people feel nurtured and you're delivering this health and wellness expression to get people to connect to that to their feelings to their nurturing and to their community Um, now the other interesting thing is that your kismet client the client that's going to light you up and keep you inspired is in the 12th house so you have the 12th house mostly in cancer with a hint of gemini so this tells me that your client is probably a mama bear um um, so I don't know if you specifically work with moms, um, but yeah, I do. That um, is, that is definitely like my focus just because I am one. So I knew that because I was that, that that's where a lot of women like lose themselves is in family and motherhood. And, um, I was there at one point, so I know what it feels like to lose yourself to, be so focused in on being a mom, but you only become a better mom when you also understand like how to love yourself. So Mm, I love it. Yeah. I love it. And and yeah. And then, so here's the other thing that, that you're saying that resonates with me is that they also have a little bit of Gemini and Gemini is, um, it represents a lot of people know it for the duality, but really Gemini is the intellect of the Zodiac. She loves to collect information. I joke that she's kind of like the journalist. Like she's out there, like, tell me what you saw. Tell me what you know. Tell me what you see. She's, she wants to collect. I, I also joke if she had like a high school drama TV show archetype, she'd be like the girl, the lunch room being like, okay, everyone get together, spill all the tea. Don't, don't miss a detail. I want to know. But she wants to know. She loves to absorb information. She loves to also communicate. She's a natural sales person. She can use her voice and her thoughts to the, she uses that intellect to communicate. Um, so she, your ideal client 
first of all, she's your ideal client because in this house, that she, that's you. So she's seeing in you what she wants for herself. And so you're just reflecting that back, right? So it's natural yes. that you see yourself as that mama that was once not empowered in her health and wellness and who wants to get the information to get that not that Gemini knowledge to then step into her highest mama self. Yes. Um, you're delivering that the <laughs> expressed wellness to get her to that place. So she's looking for it and you are reflecting that. Now, in the moments that you feel stuck, that you feel like you can't move or the things aren't just flowing, things are just not where it needs to be, that's where we get to look at the moon. So the moon, you have your moon in Sagittarius. And also that I did know. I only knew my sun sign and my moon sign. Yes. So tell me about the moon sign. So the moon is, well, you know, most astrology is how we express our emotions. So when I see um, a moon in Sagittarius, first of all, Sagittarius is the philosopher of the Zodiac. Um, she, 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 she's the, so she, the, the, the astrological wheel starts in Aries oh. and ends in Pisces. So when we get Gemini, who's the intellectual, who loves to collect information, by the time you get to Sagittarius, which is on the other side, Sagittarius has now taken all that information, made her own wisdom theories and is, and is sharing that. So from an emotional perspective, she is also fire. So, you know, when I think, when I see any moon in fire, I think, Ooh, I don't know if you get a little spicy or you get a little... <laughs> fired up when you're, you're in your emotional state. You may not necessarily like cry it out, but you might get mad. You might get fired up in your emotions. Girl, 100. Like describing me to a T. Like I can get toxic ratchet at that level. <laughs> well, that, that that's where you get to kind of, um, you know, really. So our, the moon is our, is really a gift. We often look at emotions as something that hinders us. Um, so I, for the first thing that comes up for me is maybe, maybe you go out and you go for an adventure walk. Like I know you live in a place where you could go hiking. Um, because when I think of Sagittarius, she wants to be out in the wild. She has a gypsy heart. She yes. doesn't like having borders. She wants to be like, see you later. Don't ask me where I'm going. So I don't know, like in those moments, it might be restorative to go out into nature and to stare at the sky and just replenish yourself in the world because she's also she not only is the philosopher but she represents foreign travel foreign cultures foreign languages so she might need to be restored by being out in the world literally that's so i mean that's everything that i literally stand by when it comes to um being cultured something that i view for my son i want to get to a place where i can work from anywhere and take my son with me to be enriched in different cultures and different countries and just understand what that looks like. Um, and then as far as you were saying, um, uh, what were you saying before that? It hit me and then I lost it just now. The, the being out in the world. Oh yes. Yeah. So as far as like being in nature, I have recently discovered that it does 100% nourish me when I am in nature that is when I recharge because I am because of what you're saying with the cancer and being very emotional and very intuitive I am like so empathic right like I just tap into the empathy of everything of everything in my life so um speaking of my my baby boy <laughs> it's all good babe <laughs> um 
So I'm just learning how to love myself by taking myself out in dates in nature Beautiful. and all of that. Yeah. So that totally connects. And so here's the interesting thing about the moon. So that's how we express our emotions. However, she also, the moon supports our mission. So that mission of you being that community builder for all those mamas who want to express themselves in their health and wellness, the, when things are not moving in that business or in your soul's purpose, or you feel like something's just off, that's where you get to be, mm, I get to feed I get to feed the moon in Sagittarius. How do I take care of the moon in Sagittarius? And so in, in order for the moon in Sagittarius to be fulfilled in this life path purpose um, methodology is she's going to need, first of all, maybe you need, I don't, I'm, first of all, you're very educated. So the first thing that comes up to mind is you tap into your wisdom. There has to be back, like, like the thing that comes up for me is almost like there has to be something tangible education wise to back her up. So I don't know if you've gotten every certificate or you've gotten all the knowledge, but she's going to be like, um, if something's wrong, it's because you feel like you don't know enough. And so you get to feed her need to be educated or for her, for you to have made your own conclusions about what's happening and create your philosophy. Like it, there has to be some kind of philosophy, some type of wisdom that's backing this up in order for you to be able to move this forward. hundred percent. Like you are describing me to a T. Like I absolutely need to know, um, like if I'm putting anything out sciency when it comes to health and fitness, like I need to make sure that I'm reading like evidence-based practice. Like I need to know what research was backed behind it. So before I go out there and start educating people about whatever it is that I want to um, show them as worthy of implementing into their lives, it needs to be something that I know is real. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just the same way that I deliver emotion, my emotion. It's like, I'm, it's like my gimmick is that I'm not a gimmick, you know, like I'm coming in in full authenticity, authenticity. And I do that with every level, but I do need to have all this knowledge before, but I feel like that can also be a hindrance in a way because it's like, then I'm like thinking too much and it's well, holding me back because then I'm um, not executing. Yeah, so I'm glad you said that because the next placement I usually go into is Mercury. <laughs> okay. Mercury is a plan of communication. It represents in the third dimension our intellect, but in the fifth dimension, it represents our higher consciousness. And when we're tapped into higher consciousness, we're really connected into the bigger purpose and not what our personal mind thinks. And in order for us to master Mercury, we need to work with the shadow of the sign she's in. So Mercury is in Sagittarius as well. <laughs> so, so it's like it's like this well well the moon supports the mission and mercury is what keeps us either connected to the higher consciousness or feeling making us feel separate from higher consciousness so 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 when i see mercury and sagittarius what comes up for me is you know you need to make sure that you are first of all putting structure into the work you're doing because otherwise you're going to be free roaming because Sagittarius is that gypsy. She's going to be like, Oh, I don't want rules. I don't want boundaries. I just want to, but like she's, she wants to roam. She wants to, she wants to have freedom, which is beautiful. But when you're like, just, I don't want rules. I don't want boundaries. I don't want regulations. Then you're creating a separation between the high, like between you and the work you're here to do. 
Okay. Right? And so she, she may need a little bit of, of reeling in. So you get to, you get to express yourself freely. And it's also interesting because you have it in the fifth house, which is like expression and creativity. So you get to express yourself freely, but it's almost like you get to, you get to like, one of the things that I think about Sagittarians is like, I have a few Sagittarian friends that just say it as it is. And they're like, I don't care that you butt her, but it is what it is. And so, you know, sometimes like that kind of fire, like I think about how Sagittarius has so much fire and the desire to express fire can create burns rather than ignition and excitement mm. and people getting fired up. Okay. Right. So, so it's almost like using all that Sagittarius and Leo because Leo is also fire. So it's using all that fire energy, harnessing it to get really ignited and excited and not to burn things down. That's, that's what comes up for me with this, this combination there. Um, I also think like, you know, Sagittarius is a philosopher. Um, so she may think that she knows so much, like, well, I know more than you. So baby boy, bye, you know? So, you know, you, you also don't get to use all your wisdom to separate. You get to use your wisdom in higher consciousness to feed, to inspire, to create. Okay. I like that a lot. So, so when your mind is overthinking, you get to say, okay, I need to use this wisdom. I get to use this information. I get to use all this brain. I amass this intellect. I amass to inspire and create. Okay. Okay. Now here are the juicy bits. So those are like, what I, do you mean here they are? This is all so juicy. This is all so juicy. <laughs> Love it. Um, well, I, I have recently become a huge number one fan of the North Node. Um, so, so everyone comes into this physical realm from the spiritual realm with a challenge, a stretch that we get to lean into. Okay. And when you embody this, when you work into this energy, then you begin to grow into your soul's purpose. So the more you resist doing this, the more you delay your full fulfillment of your soul's purpose. Okay. All right. I'm ready for it. And now here's the interesting thing. Not only do you have a North node, which is your challenge, you have a South node, which is your gift. So your North node is in Taurus and your South node is in Scorpio. So actually let's talk about your gift first. So your South node is Scorpio. Your gift is your mysticism. It is your shamanic power. You're probably able to tap into a lot of esoteric spiritual work and you're probably able to integrate that into your work like low key it's super easy for you like it's super easy for you to tap into source and i'm not talking from a religious perspective it's probably (laughs) cards and it's hard for other people in your life to really understand that so but you and you're also kind of like mysterious you're kind of like you know i'm not gonna tell every like not everyone knows that i can pull cards and not everyone knows that I know all this like super juicy like esoteric stuff but but you are very good at it you're very and you're also very good at helping people find blind spots but mystery all that kind of energy supernatural for you so you know you before the call you're talking about a friend who kind of said you know you're kind of boring I think they said but it's more about like you're you're mysterious you're not you're not really letting people see everything and that's natural. And so they might not actually, you, you, you're so deep that sometimes you get lost in the depth. So, so, oh my gosh. and I know that about myself and that's, actually, I have to pull back. <laughs> yes. 
Well, that's the funny thing, right? Because when I think about Scorpio, Scorpio is the kind of girl that at a party, if she thinks that there are bones buried in the backyard while everyone's drinking and playing beer pong inside, she's outside literally digging six feet under. And so when I think of Scorpio, I often think of her literally digging six feet under or five feet in, ready to see what's six feet under. And so there's that sense of she's in the underworld, right? Yes. Taurus is on the ground, right? So Scorpio loves research. She'll she'll get lost in hours of rabbit holes of information. Like you probably are like, you know what? I want to know why this happened. And three hours later, you're like, oh my God, I am in the dark web of information. I didn't even (laughs) know I could get here. (laughs) And so Taurus goes, "Um, hey, uh, Scorpio, like we need to bring it back to the ground. Like we need to... (laughs) We need to use it here. Um, can you can you bring can you come back up? So so it's stepping out of the underworld surface, standing on the ground, and letting people see you stand on the ground. Like you get okay. to you get to yourself from the underground and live on the earth. Also, there's a sense of um, you get to learn how to be okay with comfort, like routine and like like just taking it slow. Like, I don't know, you know, girl, like you're totally like in my, like everything you're saying is things that I'm legit in the process of working on because I've discovered over the last year that with the patterns that I have been creating in my life, that there are reasons why they're happening, right? Like we have patterns until we get it, till we understand this about ourselves so we can create awareness, not, not necessarily remove them because you can't remove who you are, but you have to be aware of how these patterns influence your reactivity. So <clears throat> very interesting because taking it slow is definitely something I'm working on on every relationship level. Yes. Every. Yes. Well, it's, it's interesting because you also have Taurus, the, the North Node and Taurus in the 10th house, which is the house of your career. It's our personal oh, brand. Man. It's our ambition. And so there's this like, there's a sense of you have to learn to take it slow. Like think about the tortoise and the hare. The hare was running, 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 but still the tortoise got to the finish line first. So there's right. no rush. Like I think that you have to learn that oh, there's no so rush. Like you get to slow it down. What do you think pushes, like, what is it in my sign that's like pushing me to rush? Because I do feel like if I'm not staying busy, and I know this is a lot of what people feel, but I also feel like if I'm not staying busy, if I'm not posting content, if I'm not always in my stories, if I'm not out there actively doing something that I am missing out. Well, it's more, yeah, that, that challenge, the challenge is the fact that that's where your north node is. Your north mm. node is not your comfort zone. It is like, I don't like to be here. I don't like to be taking it slow. I need to run a million miles an hour. That's what's pushing you to not mm. do that because that's your, the north node in that Taurus placement is your area of discomfort. Got you are it. not comfortable when you're taking it slow. You are not comfortable when you take a nap. You are not so comfortable when you take a sick day. No, I don't even take sick days. Yeah. Taurus is like, uh, I don't feel well. I'm a, I'm a hit you back in a minute. I'm gonna take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. It's so funny because the guy I la- dated last, which, you know, um, was a Taurus and that's totally, totally him. Like it's a teacher. He like, I know it's so crazy. The mirroring, the mirroring effect of what I'm asking for shows up. 
And yeah. so anyways, it's so insane that you say that. So yeah. I can absolutely resonate with that and why it comes full circle to me understanding that house itself. Yeah. And that, and that placement in that house. So yes. you get to learn your business. Going faster is not going to bring you more clients. It's not going to enhance your reputation any further. People know you. People are, people are going to witness you for what you're here to do and not how, how fast or how quickly you're doing it. That's what you need to know about that. Okay. That's perfect. I need to know that. I need to hear that again. Yeah. Yeah. So there are two more things I want to touch upon. Okay. So one thing is Chiron. Chiron is the wounded healer. It's, um, it's what we feel like we're not, it's, it's where we feel we're wounded, but where we're really good at helping others with. It's what our gift to others, but what we think we're not great at. And you have okay. it in Gemini in the 11th house, which is really interesting. interesting. So, Gem so Gemini is a communicator. She's the excellent salesperson. She is the intellect. And you have it in the 11th house. 11th house represents Aquarius energy. And if I were to um, give the 11th house like a fun motto, it'd be like, this is where you get to let your freak flag fly. And so there's this <laughs> sense that you, your wound is like you feel like you're not able to communicate in your most unique, standout, shake the world, visionary kind of way but you love when others do it. You help others be like, no, baby girl, let me show you. That's not how you do it. Like, don't be like everyone else. You get to be weird and let your free fly fly. And, but you feel like, oh, but I, I have to like make it look right. Or I have to be proper. I have to fit, fit within the rules because for some reason you feel wounded in communicating in a, an authentic, freaky, visionary, out there, stand out kind of way. Yeah. I mean, that resonates deep for sure, because I am someone that like, I can easily recognize when somebody is like where they need the shift to happen because they're too scared to be themselves. Mm -hmm. But like, maybe, it, I don't know, like maybe for me, it is true that I'm not like being as weird as I am allowing myself to be. It's unique. like, you get to be unique. unique. Like don't hold back. Like don't like Aquarius. So if Aquarius had a TV high school drama t uh, character type, she'd be the punk rock girl with pink hair or shaved head and nose piercing. That's my sister. That's my <laughs> sister. Cause she's an Aquarius. She's, that's exactly her. Well, th there's a reason that these archetypes exist. <laughs> yes. It's so crazy. And so there's like probably this, and you probably go, wow, I wish I could be as free and authentically expressed as she is. And the reason is because you have this Chiron, this inner wound, this karmic wound that says, I can't, I can't be different. Like I have to look like everyone else. I have to sound like everyone else. And I would even offer you that instead of rushing like with that Taurus. So if your challenge is like, I feel like I got to put content out all the time, you're probably templating things. It looks like a lot of other people's work. Think about like, Hey, maybe instead of rushing it, I get to slow down, but I get to write in a different way. And I get to temp like create my own template or I get to make it look and feel very different, but in a way that's more me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then I love to end with Jupiter because Jupiter is the, is the planet of expansion and fortune and good luck. This is where opportunities come in and you have a very interesting place and you have Jupiter in Aquarius and in the seventh house. 
And the seventh house is Libra energy. Libra is ruled by Venus, the planet of love and beauty and arts and cultures and all that stuff and also money. Um, and so she's, so you have Jupiter and Aquarius in the seventh house, which is also the house of partnerships. So I feel like there's almost a sense of, first of all, Aquarius is that punk rock visionary girl. And your luck comes with when you affiliate with a big cause. Like you get to really commit to a mission, to a cause, to a purpose in the work that you do and how you deliver it. Like there's a sense of like humanitarianism or like some kind of big vision cause. Because the vision that Aquarius has could change the world, right? And so that's why she's unique and she stands out because she sees the big picture, not the little details, okay? And there's a, there's a sense of in the seventh house, you, you might even get to be re like really different and unique about how you even partner with people. Maybe you bring in partners or like maybe you do collaborations. Maybe it's a summit. Maybe you bring in a business partner. However it is, it doesn't have to. And remember, because Aquarius is unique, it, maybe it's not just a traditional partnership. Maybe you figure out a way to uniquely bring in partners into your work where new opportunities come in. That's why when I see mm -hmm. this combination, I feel like the opportunity is in, you find a unique way to partner with others to advance your work and to bring you new opportunities. Do you know how crazy this is? So I'm currently working on a retreat um, with an Aquarius <laughs> on awakening um, like the inner queen. It's gonna be a manifestation retreat. Done, done, and done. I in love Sedo it. In Sedona, Arizona. Like, we're literally working on that right now. Beautiful. Beautiful. So it's, like, it's very, it's very connected. Especially because that's probably not typical for what people do for like a mom retreat. They probably go to like your local area, your local wine yeah, shop, yeah, yeah. right? Like you're yeah. going to be like, no, let's go. Let's go mysterious with that Scorpio yeah. stellium. You've got that a lot of energy in Scorpio, which is about deep spirituality, mysticism, like shamanism. Like it's perfect that you're going to Sedona for that. Yeah. It's so aligned with your stellium. So, so that's what I got for you, baby girl. Oh what was gosh. your, what was your biggest aha moment? Oh my gosh. I feel like it was confirmation. All of it was confirmation um, that I am continuing to be on the right path because for a while there, I was kind of like, ah, I just feel like there, there's more, there's more I can do, there's more I can get, but I just cannot pinpoint it. So I will be going back to listen to this again <laughs> because there are so many juicy points and I really want to make sure that I'm making the connections and um, again, there's that research educated wisdom <laughs> part of myself that really wants to absorb what is um, downloading for me. So yeah, just don't get I, stuck there. Don't get stuck in the analysis. Piece. Okay. <laughs> Do not get stuck in the analysis. Analysis paralysis is oh. a real thing for me. I mean, yeah. that is very apparent in all of this. So I get to absorb it, download it, move on and start executing, but also with ease. Yes. You get, to, you get to take breaks and naps in between. Yes. Thank yes. you so much, love. Yes. Thank you.